Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto, your home for crypto news, Web3 updates uh, with your host, Bitcoin Stylist. So it's been pretty crazy. Uh, so I just kind of want to jump in. Don't forget, this is not financial advice. This is me kind of doing research, uh, providing you with resources, and you can do your own research and decide what you want to do. I'm not promoting you make any decisions financially, um, but this stuff is fascinating to me. So I would like to share. Okay. <clears throat> and don't forget, like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment. If you're watching this and you don't, Please leave a comment and tell me why, because it literally helps get spread the word and this stuff really needs to get out. Okay, so I think it's important to to go over a high level recap and uh, let me just see here. Okay, a high level recap of what's what's been going on. All right. And it goes back to the summer. So this summer, Terra Luna imploded. It was not by any definition a representation of crypto or the space, despite how many times the naysayers and the people on TV and politicians want to use it as an example of how bad crypto is. It re The reality is that that was just an experiment. It was an uncollateralized algorithmic stablecoin, and not one uncollateralized algorithmic stablecoin has ever survived and made it. This one was no different, except it was. It was different because a ton of people FOMO'd into it. Why? Well, I can come up with a bunch of reasons, and I'm sure people would have their own opinions as to why. But it was an implosion of epic proportions, and it brought fear and liquidations. This led to, to the collapse of a hedge fund called Three Arrows Capital, otherwise known as 3AC. They are the hedge fund that yield-generating platforms gave their customers money to in order to give their customers interest. Think about Voyager, Gemini, BlockFi. When 3AC went down, it caused many others to fail or get bailed out because they lost their customers' money. There are connections between them and FTX and Genesis Trading. We are learning more and more as we go. It's some, it seems that this situation in the summer created holes in balance sheets that needed to be plugged, and some of them couldn't. That's why we had so many bankruptcies. Well, Genesis Trading had money with 3AC, gone. They had money on FTX. Gone. They halted withdrawals in November, which caused Gemini to halt withdrawals of its earned product. The earned product was a yield generating portion of their Gemini trading platform. And Gemini trading is a, is a cryptocurrency trading platform for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, it's run by the Winklevoss brothers, the Winklevoss twins. And if you don't know who they are, go watch the movie Social Network about the beginning of Facebook. If you don't know who fa what Facebook is, then uh, please leave a comment below. I really want to know who you are. Okay. Um, but they are were around since the beginning. Uh, they, they had the idea for Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg allegedly... It seems like, at least according to the social network, stole it, and um, they got some money from them from from that lawsuit, and then they were trading on Mount Gox, and that guy hacked, and so they're like really like kind of annoyed uh, about kind of shady stuff and getting kind of screwed over. They decided to open up Gemini Trading and be kind of ask ask permission. Don't ask for forgiveness. So they want to be regulation for, first. So what I'm, and that's all really important for what I'm about to tell you. Okay. So, all right. So kind of getting back in. So, so Genesis trading, remember these names here, 
had money with 3AC. It's gone. They had money with FTX. It's gone. They halted withdrawals in November, which caused Gemini to have to withdraw with halt their withdrawals for their earned customers. The earned product was a yield generating portion on their Gemini trading platform. Now, why is this all important? Well, like I have been talking about since Genesis halted withdrawals is that their parent company, Digital Currency Group, or DCG, is also the owner of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust and a handful of others. They are also invested in over 200 companies in the crypto space. If they go down, there will be liquidations of their holdings. It will cause tons of selling pressure, tank markets, cause fear, maybe even turn pro-crypto lawmakers, regulators against crypto. And when I say tank markets, I mean like cataclysmic. So the big question is that I have been obsessing with, because obviously I don't want this to happen because I got 50% of my portfolio in crypto, <laughs> is like, what could happen? When, when will it happen? What is the probability the different outcomes could happen? Now, we are getting even more clarity in this breaking news report that I'm bringing to you, all of which I'm about to share with you happened over the matter of the last couple of days, like yesterday. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's crazy. This stuff is nuts. There is so much more to come, but the wheels are moving. And things are starting to look like there are powerful, influential, and wealthy individuals out there that are trying to prevent this cataclysmic event. This is huge. This is important. We're not on our own. This is not a bunch of uh, punks like with mediocre funds. Like, this is legit. This is a real big deal. Even if that means, even if these people, these powerful, influential, wealthy individuals that are fighting for crypto, and trying to prevent this cataclysmic event, even if that means publicly shaming, ridiculing, and demanding heads to roll at the risk of slander and libel charges. Things are getting ugly. The gloves are off and there will be no one throwing in the towel. One, or, one way or another, there will be winners and losers. Hopefully things work out for us, the crypto folk. Okay, let's dive in. I'd like to start with an email I got to kick things off, okay? So just check this out. I'm using links below uh, if you want to follow along. Otherwise, just listen up if you're listening on podcast, and I'll let you know everything that's going on. All right, so right here, uh, you can see that I got... The uh, I got a letter from Gemini and it says, hi there. We are writing to let you know that Gemini acting as agent on your behalf has terminated the master loan agreement between you and Genesis Global Capital effective as of January 8th. What does this mean? This officially terminates the earned program and requires Genesis to return all outstanding assets outstanding in the program. Existing redemptions requests are not impacted and continue. Uh, sorry, and continue to await fulfillment by Genesis. How does this impact me and my assets at EARN? The termination of the MLA and the EARN program has no impact on Gemini's ability to pursue a resolution for you to recover your assets. Where can I view my EARN balances? My EARN balance, your EARN balances will now appear in the pending balances. To the return of your assets remains our highest priority and we continue to operate with the utmost urgency. We invite you to follow our EARN updates page, which we will update at a minimum on Tuesday and Friday of each week until a resolution has been reached. So this has been going on since November. So now, Gemini is run by the Winklevoss twins. Cameron Winklevoss wrote a letter, an open letter to Barry Silbert, who's the CEO of DCG, which is the parent company of Genesis, which is the party at, that in question right here that's like, where's our money at? 
you haven't filed for bankruptcy and you haven't given us our money in two months. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not how things are supposed to work. You either got to like come up with the money or file bankruptcy. You can't wait two freaking months. So anyway, they're pissed. So let's check this out. Cameron Winklevoss. <laughs> this guy. Oh, man, I love this guy. All right. So I'm just going to read some things through reads through this. Uh, it's kind of a lot. So bear with me. An open letter to the Board of Digital Currency Group. I am writing to let you know that Gemini and more than 340,000 earned users, including me, have been defrauded by Genesis Global, Cap Global Capital LLC, or Genesis, together with its parent company, Digital Currency Group, or DCG, its founder and CEO, Barry Silber, and other key personnel. These parties conspired to make false statements and misrepresentations to Gemini Earn users, other leaders, and the public at large about the solvency and financial health of Genesis. They did so in an effort to mislead lenders into believing that DCG had absorbed massive losses that Gen Genesis incurred from the Three Arrows capital collapse and induced lenders to continue making loans to Genesis by lying. They hoped to buy time to dig themselves out of a hole they created. Remember I said there were holes in balance sheets? Well, G well, Genesis has been waiting two months hoping they could figure out, like, hopefully the market will come back or they could figure out a way to raise more money, etc. Okay, so here's what happened. We are learning more by the day. But at present, the basic events, we understand them, are as follows. Genesis lent $2.36 billion of assets to 3AC, a Singapore-based hedge fund that went belly up in June 2022 after collateral was liquidated. Genesis indicated that it was left with a loss of at least $1.2 billion. At this point, Barry Silbert had two legitimate options. Restructure the Genesis loan book inside or outside of bankruptcy court. Sorry, out inside or outside of bankruptcy or fill the $1.2 billion hole. He did neither. So remember I was saying, you can't just like say, oh, we have a business relationship. You know, we got money going back and forth. It's like, oh, wait, uh, I need to, pro I got a problem. I can't give you your money. And they're like, uh, why? I'd be like, well, I'm just working on it. And then you just like keep giving them BS answers or no answers at all for two months. Like those are not your options, not in the not in the financial world. You can either file for bankruptcy, <laughs> restructure the loans, uh, fill the hole. Like what else are there options? According to this, that's that's it. At this point in time, the Genesis or sorry. All right. Uh, beginning in early July 22, Barry, DCG, and Genesis embarked on a carefully crafted campaign of lies to make Gemini Earn users and other lenders believe that DCG had injected $1.2 billion of actual support into Genesis. Public lies. On July 6th, Michael Morrow, then CEO of Genesis, tweeted, DCG has assumed certain liabilities of Genesis related to 3AC to ensure we have the capital to operate and scale our business for the long term. The statement was false and misleading. In reality, DCG had not ensured that Genesis had the capital to operate. In fact, DCG hadn't given Genesis so much as a penny of actual funding to make up for the 3AC losses. Instead, DCG entered into a 10-year promissory note with Genesis at an interest rate of 1% due in 2032. This note was com a complete gimmick that did nothing, nothing to improve Genesis' immediate liquidity position or make 
make its balance sheet solvent. More on this later. And even though DCG was tagged in Morrow's tweet, no one from DCG, including Barry, bothered to correct his misstatement. So basically what he's saying here is like, you know, they lost a bunch of money. They had this $1.2 billion hole. And then uh, DCG, uh, they were like, oh, we're going to inject... billion into Genesis to fill that hole. And we're going to assume the, the, um, the, whatchamacallit, the, the debt that you lost uh, to 3AC. So they're like, hey, look, you might get that money back. So we're just going to say, here's a promissory note. Here's a piece of paper saying um, that, uh, how does this work? Okay. So so the three AC, the three AC, what three AC owes Genesis, Genesis can't have three AC owing them $1.2 billion. So instead of three AC owing Genesis $1.2 billion, now they owe DCG $1.2 billion. And they basically borrowed the money from Genesis saying, hey, how about we make that hole in your balance sheet a hole that you actually owe us and we'll put this promissory note at 1% interest. And that way you can say on your balance sheet, that's not a hole anymore. It doesn't need to be filled because we just filled it. I mean, literally this is like, what? Like no one would let you do that. Like this sounds super shady. Okay. So anyway, if you're not following, don't worry. Um, I'm going to keep moving on. Um, and, exp- and the more I explain, uh, per- first of all, that's not important. The point is that they're doing these like things where it's like kind of financial gymnastics. So the next, so the next page here, uh, it starts off with private lies. This private lies section says that Genesis told employees at Gemini that parent company DCG absorbed the losses from 3AC and refers to the promissory note as a current asset. So basically they're saying, oh, hey, Gemini, don't worry, we're fine. You can just keep sending your customers money to us. We're fine. You see, we have this promissory note. Like, so we're good. But uh, the reality, and then, so then it goes down and it says then, and there's a section called accounting fraud. And it says the, the accounting fraud section goes on to explain that the promissory note that promissory notes are never treated as current assets. So there's general accounting accepted, general accounting accepted principles or gap principles. And they, or I guess gap says that a promissory note is not considered a current asset. So that's just, that's a, that's a, and there he's saying that's an accounting fraud. Like you're saying to your customers that you fill this hole with an asset, but it's not actually an asset. So I guess there he's saying that that's fraud. Anyway, and he also continues to go on to say no market on earth would value a promissory note at face value, but they'd give them a 70% discount. This leaves the value of the promissory note actually as an asset on the balance sheet at around 300 million, which is very different than 1.1 billion. Also, promissory notes don't have to be paid back. It's a promise with no collateral. If one of these companies goes down or they, I mean, I guess you could sue uh, and take the person to court for the promissory note, but it could go to worthless. It could go to zero. Like you basically, your claim on that, it's just joke. It's all just accounting gymnastics. It's meant to, It's if you don't understand and it's confusing, it's meant to be confusing. Like that's really, it's like funny games and moving paper around. 
Okay, so I'm going to read this last paragraph here um, on this page. How did we get here? Greed. As a standalone business, it's inconceivable that Genesis would have lent so much money to 3AC given the low quality of the collateral that 3AC posted. Genesis made these loans because it was one piece of a much larger scheme designed to enrich the greater DCG enterprise. More specifically, Genesis was willing to recklessly lend 3AC because 3AC was using the money for the Kamikaze Grayscale Net Asset Value, or NAV, trade, a recursive trade that ballooned assets under management of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which is traded in the ticker GBTC. And as a consequence, the fees earned by its sponsor, Grayscale Investments, LLC, a wholly owned subsidiary of DCG. Okay. Whew. Uh, I'm just going to one more, one more. Okay. And then I'm going to explain it. Genesis booked these interactions with 3AC as bona fide. So this is saying like, basically, uh, I mean, I'm going to get into it, but basically they're saying like 3AC would uh, borrow money from Genesis and buy Grayscale stock and then post and then use that stock and take it back to Grayscale or take it back to Genesis and saying, hey, I got this Grayscale stock. Will you give me a loan and I'll use this as collateral? And then they're like, okay, cool. Grayscale stock, that's worth something. And then so then 3AC would take that stock take that money that they got from genesis and then buy more grace grayscale bitcoin trust stock and they kept doing it over and over and over again and it was working because the money they were because grayscale trading was trading at like a uh was trading at a premium so they were they were making money until it all started coming down okay so all right so now let me get into it Genesis booked these interactions with 3AC as bona fide collateralized loans. It is becoming clear, however, that this was not the case at all. So Genesis going around basically on paper saying that 3AC has given them very good collateral, collateral, and these are collateralized loans. In reality, 3AC was acting as a mere conduit for Genesis, allowing it to enter into what were effectively swap transactions of Bitcoin for GBTC shares with the Grayscale Trust. In this transaction, Genesis was betting that shares would be worth more than Bitcoin in the future. The 3AC loan was the Bitcoin leg of the swap, and 3AC collateral was the GBTC leg of the swap. 3AC was a mule shuttling assets between the parties. As a result, Genesis ended up owning massive risk. So there's also this redemption mechanism that, where you could like, get Bitcoin uh, for your stock or you could give Bitcoin to Grayscale and then they would give you your stock. There were lockup periods. I mean, it's all confusing, but basically uh, what, they're, what he's saying is that the money was just kind of bouncing back and forth between certain entities. I mean, and so it's like, so the only people that they were making money off of was like people retail investors, even institutional trader investors who didn't know that this whole scheme was going on. Down here, it says, this is how it worked in its original form. 3AC borrowed from Genesis to create shares in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, shares that were traded at a premium to NAV of the trust. 3AC then turned around and posted these same GBT shares with Genesis as collateral to borrow more to rinse and repeat. When the 12-month 
Later on six month lockup expired for a given tranche of GBT shares, 3AC was able to sell them and collect the premium. This worked until it didn't. In early 2021, GBTC shares started trading at discount to NAV, a discount that was persisted wide ever since. This not only killed the net asset value trade, but also meant that the GBTC collateral posted by 3AC at Genesis was degrading. So all that, all those shares that Genesis had was holding because as collateral now all of a sudden because the value of grayscale bitcoin trust the stock started going down so too did the value of all their all the collateral they had and that's really all the assets cuz 3ac went under okay uh let's see this not only killed the nav trade but also meant that grayscale bitcoin Collateral posted by 3C Genesis was degrading, further exasperating the collateralization of the 3AC loans. Okay. And then it said, why would Genesis enter into such a toxic risk position where the best it could do was not lose money? Things only began to make sense when you realize that the Bitcoin this swap was stuffing into the grayscale trust like a Thanksgiving turkey is stuck there forever. It can never be redeemed, or at least until grayscale, it's in its sole discretion, decides to implement a redemption program allowing GBT shares to be converted back into Bitcoin. As a result, Barry was comfortable with Genesis loading up on more and more of this toxic trade because it was a gambit to feed grayscale trust. Barry's financial Hotel California that would print money for the DCG universe into perpetuity. The end would justify the means. I mean, first of all, this is super heavy language saying that like this is all a con. You know, the whole thing was a con and 3C was just a player in a bigger con that was being put that in this con that was being enabled by Grayscale, Genesis and Digital Currency Group, which are all, you know, all part of the same company. Like these are all like one and the same, but not at all, you know, kind of like FTX to sound familiar. Oh, it wasn't me. It was Alameda, you know, so I think this is a this is a problem. I think this is a problem, like big problem. Okay, so uh, we come all the way to the end here, and it says original accounting fraud. Uh, it says, instead of booking these swaps as the risky derivatives that they were, Genesis hid them behind mischaracterizing the first and last legs of these swaps transactions as collateralized loans on its balance sheet. So he's basically saying like, these were not collateralized loans. These were derivative derivatives. They should have been classified different, and that would have made their loan book look different. That means that their partners would have looked viewed them differently, and maybe not have given them as much money, or or demanded a higher return, or whatever. Basically, this might not have happened had they been characterizing the loans accurately or being uh, truthful when with with this promissory note situation. So we got a couple of things happening here. Uh, let's see. This made the Genesis balance sheet appear healthier than it was, fraudulently indu inducing lenders to continue making loans. I mean, dude, the guy is calling out fraud like crazy. Okay. Um, in June 2022, the music stopped. 3AC collapsed, laying bare the poisonous fruits of this radioactive trade. Instead of stepping up to solve this self-created problem, and despite having earned more than a billion dollars in fees, all at the expense of Genesis lenders, Barry refused to take responsibility. Instead, he resorted to committing fraud to protect his ill-gotten gains. The path forward. For all the reasons mentioned above, there is no path forward as long as Barry Silver remains CEO of DCG. He is 
has proven himself unfit to run DCG and unwilling and unable to find a resolution with creditors that is both fair and reasonable. As a result, Jim and I, acting on behalf of 340,000 earned users, request that the board remove Barry Silbert as CEO, effective immediately install a new CEO who will right the wrongs that occurred under a resolution that for the recovery of their assets. I am confident that with new management at DCG, we can all work together to achieve a positive out-of-court solution that will provide a win-win outcome for all, including DCG shareholders. Okay, um, I know that my time is running. This is just so much. Um, so now let's see how Barry Silbert uh, responded to Winkle, the Winklevoss uh, situation. Okay, Barry Silbert, remember the CEO. All right. So he says, I've been reflecting quite a bit about the past year, the state of the industry and where things go from here. This came out the same day as uh, the open letter. So I'm not sure that he's actually had uh, a chance to respond, but they're both dated January 10th yesterday. Um, here's an update to address those reflections on the developments and some speculation about DCG company. So he wrote a letter to shareholders and then he goes on to say he had good intentions. He gives himself a bunch of pats on the back for being a trailblazer. He does not like people questioning his integrity. He he He's going to ensure his business is lean and mean. And then he signs off like this. I'm going to read the last one for you let's all grow together treat each other with respect and get back to having fun and making a dent in the universe i can assure you that dcg is certainly committed to doing so <laughs> not really addressing the fact that another very influential person in crypto is saying he has committed multiple counts of fraud well we have learned a lot we also know that campbell winklevoss from gemini is not alone in wanting barry silbert said to roll and he is definitely not alone in wanting a solution to move forward Crazy how Genesis has not returned any money to Gemini in two months. Anyway, let's keep moving. Now, here are some people trying to do something about it. So this is Valkyrie. I already reported on this. And um, so, like, you can go back and watch the episode. But basically, they're saying they want to take over the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Valkyrie wants to take it over. They want to facilitate orderly redemptions and net asset value for all investors. Meaning if you're, if you got it at a 40, if you're buying Grayscale Bitcoin Trust stock at 40% discount to the Bitcoin that it owns, then, and you redeem it, then you'll get a huge discount on Bitcoin. I mean, that's how I understand it. I mean, that'd be amazing. Let's do that. Lower the fee. They want to lower the fees to 75 basis points instead of 200 and attempt to offer redemptions in both Bitcoin and cash for investors. So that's one. All right. So now there's another one. And I guess I, um, this happened, this lawsuit was filed a little bit ago, a little bit ways back at the beginning of December, but this is, this is called Fir Tree Capital Opportunity Master Fund. Um, and they, this is what it says. The age of account, this is a lawsuit. They filed a lawsuit. They're suing them. They, the, the age of un unaccountability in digital asset markets is over. Plaintiffs have now sought twice to exercise their clear and unambiguous information rights under the operative agreement of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust and Delaware law, only to be stonewalled. Plaintiffs have serious questions about Grayscale mismanagement of the trust and the troubling reports about liquidity issues within Digital Currency Group and its corporate affiliates, which have been exacerbated by a recent raft of bankruptcy filings in the digital asset markets. Plaintiffs are entitled to answers, but Grayscale has offered none. What are they hiding? Plaintiffs bring this action to enforce their information rights. Uh, I'm just going to kind of read a few things from here. Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has gone wildly off trails. It was yeah, blah, blah, blah. It was supposed to be an easy way for people to buy Bitcoin that didn't 
want to open up an account like Coinbase. They can just buy the ticker GBTC and they can get exposure to Bitcoin. So the, the shares of the trade should be trading in par. But because of all this shenanigans that was going on, they just created, you know, all these shares. Um, near Nearly a decade later, the trust has flagrantly disregarded its purpose and utterly failed to achieve its stated objectives. In fact, the opposite has occurred. Grayscale, the trust sponsors, since inception, prohibits investors from redeeming their shares. The trust share price has collapsed by 80% within the past year alone and now trades at a 40 to 45% discount. In the absence of any legal prohibition that would restrict the trust from accounting redemptions, Grayscale appears to be maintaining this untenable status quo to enrich itself, its managers, and its affiliates. So they make they make two um, percent on assets under management. So they basically uh, it's like a cash cow. They don't want to get rid of it. Uh, and then this goes on to just kind of going on to all these like the fact that Grayscale is interconnected with DCG and like basically there's no outsiders. They're all, all they're all insiders. There's like nobody that's kind of coming from outside. So there's no real independent oversight. And um, so now. So, yeah, so that's uh that's this. I mean, you can use links below if you want to read more. And it. it's really interesting. It kind of basically goes in and explains how the rules of the Grayscale Trust uh, the way it's written, it's written in a way to heavily protect uh, DCG, Grayscale, the company, and pre and prevent um, prevent normal people like us or anybody from basically taking over and making any changes. Uh, so it's pretty crazy. Okay, so now there are those are the two organizations that are going after Grayscale, and um, there is something else that's gaining steam, and there's this activist investor named David Bailey. So let's check him out. Uh, David Bailey, it says that he's the CEO of Bitcoin Magazine, the Bitcoin Conference, and a couple other things. So he's like rallying people together, and uh, he created this um, big, this uh, Redeem GBTC campaign. And uh, you can go to redeemgbtc.com, and this is what you'll see. Uh, it says that we're a group of GBTC shareholders interested in ensuring the trust is managed to maximize the value for all shareholders. I mean, people really worry what's going to happen if there's some sort of bankruptcy or if there's like forced liquidation. Uh, and, you know, and the fact that your money is kind of locked up in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust shares, but you're tr they're trading at 40% discount to the value of price of bitcoin I mean, it's pretty crazy so they want a credible path forward to redemptions that minimizes the impact on the bitcoin market like give me my i would love to take bitcoin at a discount so i keep buying this stuff a reduction in management fees a change in management and a competitive bidding process for the new trust sponsors if you're into this go for it i signed up i entered my info imagine if the shares of gbtc are trading at a 40 discount and they allow us to redeem for gt gbtc i'd be like mind blown that'd be like a moon play right there okay that's enough let's hear from david bailey so this is gonna be how i wrap it up uh, i'm sorry that this is taking so long but this is a big big deal i wanted to make sure i'd really nail it so this is crypto banter this is an interview uh i'm going to play you a few points here so uh let's see it starts at 14 okay well first off our platform is about uh uh ensuring that the sponsor of the trust uh, honors their fiduciary duty to the shareholders of the trust. And, and ultimately that in, you know, that is the duty and responsibility, the legal responsibility of the sponsor, which is, which is Grayscale in this matter. Um, we want increased transparency around Grayscale and its, its interactions with Genesis. Um, we want a reduction in fees. 
We want a credible path to redemptions, which right now their strategy of suing the SEC, especially when DCG is under a DOJ investigation, is just an absolute joke. Um, and then we want to change management and a competitive bidding process. I mean, ultimately, if, if Grayscale could provide the best services possible, then we're open to Grayscale being the sponsor. But we think firms like Fidelity, BlackRock, Valkyrie should be able to bid to the shareholders as well. So to your question about why are we going to be able to make these changes happen, we have a variety of different paths um, that I can put into different buckets. One, one bucket is, is the governance bucket. That means operating within the trust documents themselves, organizing shareholders to, let's say, have a proxy vote. Grayscale's done a very good job of removing as many rights as possible from, from shareholders. So they're, they're making that exceedingly difficult. It'll years to litigate. But there are paths to go there. They've done very sketchy things with restatement of the trust documents. There are certain rules in the, in the trust documents that are in conflict with Delaware statutory law. Um, so uh, uh, that's one path. Second path is a political path. Uh, in the trust documents, uh, regulators such as the SEC, the Delaware Attorney General, and state securities regulators have, uh, well, uh, let's just say SEC and the Attorney General of Delaware have godlike powers over the trust. They can change the fees, they can change the sponsor, they can liquidate the trust, they can force redemptions, they can do whatever they want. So um, there are hundreds of thousands of affected people by this, this vehicle, and uh, we're gonna leverage our political voice, which doesn't even require 50 plus one percent uh, share of the votes. It just needs a credible group of the shares, which we already have. We have 25 percent of the, the shares right now. Um, so uh, and then 25 percent of the shares, 25 percent of the shares. Yeah. That is huge. Listen, in the interest of time, Dave, if people want to yeah. join the cause, I mean, I guess the best place they can go. And is there it is. All right. So let me know what you think. Uh, I think that this is uh, pretty crazy stuff and I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how this whole thing plays out. I I'm a little like concerned what would happen but this what would happen if Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has to has to liquidate and uh like what kind of selling pressure that would be, but it does seem that there is a lot of effort being put into making sure that this cataclysmic event does not happen. So, I will keep you apprised. Let me know if you've heard anything else. Uh let me know if you have any thoughts about this. Uh, let me know if you're a GBTC shareholder and uh, what you think about it. But, um, you know, this is this is the biggest news. This is bigger than FTX, in my opinion. I mean, FTX was big for different reasons, but in, in terms of like price and uh, legitimacy of the space, this DCG situation has got to be resolved. They are way bigger than FTX. Let me know what you think. Let me leave a comment below. Like, subscribe, follow. Hot on.